Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Episode 143, How Lydia Sen Paid Off $36,000 on One Income. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Ooh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And this is the second time we're recording this (laughs) intro because I forgot to hit record last time. But... If you're hearing this, I remembered to hit record. And it's refined now. It's the refined intro outro. Yeah, you're not getting any of this amateur stuff. You are getting real professional podcasting. And we are excited to share with you a legitimate professional, Lydia Sen. She has a wildly successful YouTube channel, podcast, and you guys are big fans of her. I know this because when I asked, who do you want to hear in the Frugal Friends community on Facebook, it was unanimous Mm -hmm. that you wanted to hear Lydia's story. And so we reached out, and for some reason, she agreed to come on. She said yes. It's one of the best (laughs) yeses we've gotten. So you already know her. You're just going to know her more with, with the Frugal Friends. So before we get into our interview with her... Let's give a shout out to our sponsors. So this first one is near and dear to me. It's Financial Freedom Fast Track. So this is my new signature course. If you want to stop yo-yo dieting with your money and pay off more debt consistently in 2021, then today is your last day to join Financial Freedom Fast Track. I designed this course specifically for people on multi-year debt payoff journeys with strategies I don't hear anyone else talking about. We hear a lot about build your emergency fund, pay off debt, move on. But like there's a lot during the payoff debt time that nobody's covering. And that's what is in this course. So you're going to get weekly coaching calls. You're going to get three modules, 12 lessons, an off Facebook accountability group. So if you are ready to commit to debt freedom this year, then head to modernfrugality.com slash enroll and learn more and sign up today. Today is the last day. Doors close at midnight. So excited about this. So much of you, Jen, and Modern Frugality and all your expertise. I love talking about it and Travis is sick of it. And so- Got to talk to someone. I do. Yeah. This is for me. Also brought to you by 
leftovers. They're calling to us from the fridge, begging us not to crowd them with another food item that renders them even more obsolete, unseen, and forgotten in the back. They also want to remind us that they can be repurposed into a soup, salad, or casserole. We know, we know, casseroles are the worst, but for our sponsor today, it's better than nothing. Leftovers, using them up is the kind and frugal way. I don't know, but I love me a casserole. Maybe it's a, maybe it's the, the young, like, growing up in church girl, <laughs> yeah. but I love, I love me a casserole. You know, I think I ultimately do like casseroles. Just there's some association with the word that I can't get on board. I was trying to look up a recipe the other day. And ultimately, I was trying to look for a casserole recipe, but I could not bring myself to type in the word casserole into the search engine. So I was like, (laughs) one pot meal, sheet pan dinner recipe, everything in one container meal (laughs) recipe. (laughs) Just like, I cannot type the word casserole. Yeah. yeah, that's that's called a microwave meal. I I've heard them called bakes. Bakes. Like, yep. Veggie bake, chicken bake, egg bake. Pasta bake. Yes, yeah. anything Butter other bake. than casserole. It's the same thing. Let's not be fooled, but <laughs> three sticks of butter in a 9 by 13 casserole dish. <laughs> I'm 31 years old. I'm too young to make a casserole. <laughs> what does that say about me? I am literally six months older than you. <laughs> You're it. too young to make a casserole. You okay. can make a bake. Definitely make bakes. Make one pot okay. meals. <laughs> make bakes. All right. Well, let's get into this interview with Lydia Sen. She is the creator of Frugal Debt Free, and she makes a lot of great recipes on her blog and YouTube channel. Maybe she can tell us more about the bake debate, the casserole debate. (laughs) And I'm sure she's got even more valid content for us, so I'm excited to hear from her. Lydia, welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. We're very thrilled to have you on the show. Thanks for agreeing. I know Jen posted in her email to you the (laughs) picture of the poll in our Frugal Friends Facebook group that everybody unanimously wants you on the show. So I'm glad it worked and I'm glad we can deliver to our listeners. So thank you. Thank you. I am excited. Yay. Okay. So for the two people that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Lydia Sen. I talk about frugal and simple living. We have four kids. We live on a little egg farm. And for the past few years, I have been making YouTube videos about how not only we got out of debt, but how we still maintain simplicity within our life and in our budget. Awesome. So like you have chickens? We have chickens. So many chickens. Oh my gosh. How many? Because my in-laws have a farm too and they have lots of chickens. 36. Too many hens in the hen house. Too many hens. My in-laws have about a hundred. Oh yeah. No, that's more legit. Multiple hen houses. No, we just have the one. (laughs) Just the, the one hen house. I picked up a chicken the other day when I was there and then I, and then it freaked out and I dropped it and it ran away. And so I'm like, I left my child like in the farm and ran after this chicken 
And I was like, what? <laughs> what's in me that I've decided the chicken is more important than my child? You chase food. That's what it is. I was- <laughs> there you go. I went on a chicken run and I did catch the chicken and got her back into the hen house. So Good job, Chen. That is my recent chicken story. So we're taking a hard left from financial talk today to talk about chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Anytime I can interject chickens into the conversation, I will. Fun fact. Absolutely. As you should. It's interesting and probably a a frugal. There's got to be frugality in there too. Yes. All those eggs. I mean, if you buy them from the farm, they're uber expensive. But if you raise them, then... And you get chickens and eggs. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So you paid off $36,000 of debt. And you had, it was just, it was you. And you only had one child at the time, right? By the time we had finished paying it off, my second son was born. So I was either pregnant or had a newborn the entire time. Oh my gosh. And one income. That's crazy. So like, what was your debt from and what, what was that aha moment that led you to say enough is enough? Sorry, I was tending to a child. <laughs> I just <laughs> snuck in here. And I love it. I'm so sorry about that. So we had student loan debt, some credit cards, and then I was in a wreck during my pregnancy. And so we had some medical debt as a result of that. And that wreck was kind of our aha moment because before that we were in such a bad financial place. We ended up going through a short sale. We, it was just a mess. So by the time the dust settled from that, it was $36,000 total. And that aha moment was I had been in this horrible wreck. I was 24 weeks pregnant and I couldn't take time off of work to heal And I was having to go to work, walking with a cane, like trying to manage my pain the best I could. And I was like, this sucks. I mean, I can't even afford to take time off of work to heal from something that has been both physically and emotionally traumatizing. I have put myself in this corner where I have like zero options. And I don't ever, I don't ever want to feel that way. And I don't ever want anyone else to feel that way. And so that was just our, like, we've got to dig in the dirt and get ourselves out of this mess. Wow. It sounds like such a feeling of being trapped, which I don't think any one of us likes that feeling, but to recognize there's not really a way out for me right now because of this debt. And I have to do these things, even if it's not best for me, I have to go to work it's interesting. People's aha moments are, are always a little bit different, but but some version of the weightiness of it hits and then it propels towards, well, what do I do differently so I never find myself in this position again? Exactly. I've always said that being in debt feels like a backpack full of bricks, but you can't take it off. I would agree with that. That's what it felt like for me. And it was it was heavy. It was it felt like a physical weight, even though it was only mental. And it was, there's so much anxiety. I like to ask this question to people who've paid off debt, but like, did you feel like you were in a good financial place to start paying off debt when you started? Oh, no. 
<laughs> no, it was really like, okay, how are we going to do this? Because I feel like there's this secret first step that no one talks about, and that is getting current on your bills. Because so often, not only are we in debt, but we're living paycheck to paycheck and we're behind. And so that's like that secret first step no one talks about is just getting to the point where you can like pop up and take a breath before you can keep swimming. Yeah, just look at what's right in front of you to do and start there. That's great. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard anybody describe that. Just where do I go from here? What's the first thing to do? What else would you say, Lydia, in this journey and as you reflect on where you were, how you decided to start your debt-free journey, and then through that process, what would you say were the high-impact things that you did to pay down that debt? One thing we did, and I want to acknowledge that this is not feasible for most people, but we moved to a place where the cost of living was lower. So while I was pregnant, my husband started looking for jobs and he got one. It was a better opportunity for him, but it was also in, ironically, the place where I grew up, which I did not want to ever come back to, (laughs) but like God has a sense of humor, right? (laughs) So he ended up getting a job down here. We left Atlanta, but it was the cost of living down here was so much less expensive. But then we also moved into the cheapest place we could find, which I don't always recommend doing. But for us, it was the best option because we were, we were desperate to just get this over with. And so I recognize that those aren't necessarily things that everyone can do. But if you do find yourself in a situation where you do have the ability to move, I think I, someone called it geohacking to a less expensive area. I highly recommend you take that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, if you're a renter without kids, especially like you have, you have a world of opportunities. And I, I emphasize this study all the time, but like if you are staying in a job for more than three to five years, then you're not going to get the raises. You're going to get 50% less income over time than somebody that job hops to better job opportunities. So really, yeah, it was an interview, not an interview, a study published in Forbes. So there's just not enough raises to go around in intercompany raises. So most of the time to get that five to 10% jump that you want to have every three to five years, it means looking for a different job moving jobs, moving locations even. And I love that you said this, Lydia, because I think while it's not maybe attainable for everybody, it's still worth stating. It's something that that I've talked about as well. It's one of the reasons Eric and I moved from very expensive area in Pennsylvania to St. Pete, Florida, because the cost of living is so much less and we our dollar can go further. We can get actually for us a very beautiful home for a fraction of what we would have bought a townhouse for up north. So I think that this is an incredible hack that is worth considering. And I think oftentimes we're looking for the smaller things like, well, what if I cut out coffee? (laughs) And what if I didn't, you know, go out to eat so much? And those things are good. But if you're really looking to make a big dent, this is the kind of stuff and the kind of creativity and problem solving that might be worth considering. 
I think it's worth talking about. I don't hear many people saying, have you considered moving someplace else? Not even long-term, maybe even for a year or two to save money. So that's, that's amazing. Well done. And I know that it's not something, you know, moving is expensive in and of itself. And so it's not something that everyone can do, just pack up and leave. But yes, if you have the opportunity to present itself, by all means, please take it. Yeah. It's funny that you said you didn't want to move back home because I actually remember I told my mom, I was like, I will never move back to St. Pete. Like I just flat out told her. And then several years later, found myself back in St. Pete. And now we own a home here. We had a six-week-old baby. We came down here for the job interview. We stayed with my parents. And I was just casually having a conversation with my mom. And she started cackling. And I said, what? And she said, just not only are you moving back to Alabama, but you're moving here. And I just can't get over it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is fun (laughs) for you, isn't it? So, so geohacking, and I love that word. I'm going to steal that now. Anything else that you found in your journey really helped in debt payoff for you and your family? When I say that we lived a life of extreme frugality, I don't think people quite understand. We did not do anything. We did not go anywhere. And I don't, this is not a method that I recommend because you will burn out. But I knew like, if we do this and we stay the course, it's going to be over soon. And so we didn't, we didn't go out to eat. We didn't get coffee. We didn't, we didn't do anything. We went meatless a couple days a week. I tried to cloth diaper. It was horrible. Again, don't recommend. We were those people like, is that show extreme cheapskates still on? Yes. Well, I don't know if it is, but I'm familiar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think we could have been good contenders to be on that show. But again, like do not recommend living the way we lived. But I knew like, okay, if we stick it out and I joke, we didn't leave our house so much. We ended up with a second baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's expensive. Exactly. But like when you have a a one-year-old, you're not leaving your house much anyways. So it's not like you were doing anything like super out of the ordinary. And we live in the middle of nowhere. There's nowhere to go. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. The consequences of staying home. Yeah, we'll see what happens through COVID too. (laughs) Another baby boomer generation. (laughs) My Facebook is on like explosion with baby announcements right now. And I was like, well, I know what you were doing during quarantine. Oh my gosh. That's funny. (laughs) Some of them have already been born. (laughs) Was your husband on board with extreme frugality? Okay. So this whole like, let's get out of debt thing was his idea. I brought the breaking point, but months before that had happened, he kept saying like, oh, you should read this book or you should listen to this radio show or we should combine our checking accounts. And I was like, do you want to stay married? Because none of that sounds like fun. (laughs) And so, but I'm one of those, like if a little is good, a lot must be better. And so when it came to like getting on a budget and living frugally, I was all in to the point where he, he... kind of wanted to loosen the reins a little bit and take a step back. <laughs> I'm like, nope, you, you flip the switch. There's no stopping her now. You signed me up for this. I love it. It's all or nothing. That's that's me. I'm, I'm all on or all off. I mean, he was the one that got me started in the process. And then I just took it and ran with it, which is kind of a analogy for our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and now he lives with the consequences. <laughs> Four exactly. kids later. Yes. So what was the hardest thing like, or change or experience during those two years? I feel like there was so much adjustment. There was so much happening both inside our debt payoff and outside that it's kind of hard to pinpoint what the hardest part was. So I don't really know, although I am. And again, this is not something that you can do when you have kids, but I was one of those people who on the weekends, I like to go places and see things and do things. And so there was none of that. So that was hard. But also just the transition from living in a city to the middle of nowhere, having a baby, then getting on a budget. Like it was all a lot to wrap wrap our heads around at the same time. You're describing so much transition. And when we walk through any sort of transition, there's a lot of stress associated with that. So not to mention then when you tack on the financial stressors that you all had, it sounds like the whole season was pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. How how did you, and maybe you didn't because I'm hearing you say this isn't necessarily recommended, but <laughs> how did you care for yourself or find enjoyment 
in the midst of those two years? Well, that's when I started making videos. And so the videos I made were about how to cook cheap, but somewhat healthy meals for your family. And so at the time I called it five for five, that doesn't exist anymore. But the whole concept was like, I can feed a family for, you know, $5 for this. How did I place it? Like $5 for a family of four and $5 a person. I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> this is a long time ago. I, that's when I got into the creative. I was bored. And I needed something to do with my time. And my baby was cute, but he, you know, couldn't talk. So there was no conversation happening on that I feel that. Right? (laughs) And so I set up a camera and I started making videos. And I grew that into me doing it for other companies. And so for me, that outlet of I need to find some way to fill my time that doesn't cost me anything became a business. Mm-hmm. I always say my favorite way to save money is to spend time making it. Exactly. It is such a big money saver. That's how I started my blog is that we were a year into our debt payoff. I couldn't do anything. I was feeling like super hopeless. I'm like, how am I going to do this for another year? And so then I just started writing and like helping people was super encouraging and motivating for me. And it gave me something to do. So I didn't even like remember that my friends were going out on Saturday night because I was at home writing and, you know, doing this hobby that, yeah, has become my full-time business. It's occurring to me as both of you are are describing this, that there's almost a, a principle in here where we feel overwhelmed or trapped or circumstances feel really difficult or isolating and kind of looking outside of yourself for how can I feel purposeful? What can I be setting my hands to? What can fill my time and helping others, but also making money doing it, kind of pulling up outside of your immediate circumstances to what else is around you? How can you share what you're learning with other people and how important that is, I think, in this journey too. And amazing that it propelled you, Lydia, in that direction. And obviously how important it is for other people to see, oh, it can be done. And and even opportunities for people to spend time engaging in your content when other people might just be finding themselves at home or taking care of babies or wondering how they're going to pay the next bill. I think it's great to create opportunities for larger connection outside of our circumstances. I think that community plays a big part in getting out of debt. When you find people who are in it with you and you feel less alone and being able to connect with people is plays its own very super important role because there's so much shame around money and debt and we don't talk about these things. And I feel like when we open up that conversation, we know that we're not alone, but we're also reminding someone else that they're not alone. Yes. Amen. Somebody should start a podcast bringing frugal people together. (laughs) I don't know why that doesn't exist. Lydia, as you look back on these two years of debt payoff, is there anything that you would have done differently? Like realizing what it has, what it's afforded you and the accomplishment, but even in the midst of that, would there be anything that you would have changed about the way you went about the debt payoff process? I think that I maybe would have given myself a little bit more time 
and not felt like it it has to be done now. And if it's not done within this time frame, then I'm a failure. Then I failed at it. I just I really I'm a rules person and I like structure. And I don't like it when rules are broken. And so therefore I placed very stringent rules on myself. And I think that if I could go back, I would have been like, calm down. You're fine. It's going to be okay. Take a deep breath. Oh my God. Yes. It is. It is often a race to the bottom, like to see how little you can spend, how much you can throw at debt. And then by the end, you feel like you have a hangover because you've been going so fast for so long and you don't, your head is spinning and then you keep going and try to reach financial independence. So it is, yeah, there is so much to be said for having having a breath, taking a breath. Right. And I don't feel like we did that because we got out of debt. And then I was like, boom, what's the next step? Okay, let's start college funds. Okay, now what? Okay, it's a down payment. Let's buy a house. And there wasn't like for years, there wasn't any break. And then you do reach that point where you've reached your goals and then. I don't know, for me, I had trouble finding motivation after that point. The burnout was real. How do you think you could have done that? Because I don't think that you're alone in this feeling of wanting to do something excellent and putting this pressure on yourself to get it done now. And if you don't, you're, you're a failure. How do you think you could have created some margin for yourself knowing who you are? I think now looking back, I listened to the wrong voices. A lot of the messaging was shame-filled. I feel like the words that we use to describe our debt and the words that we're listening to where we're, where we're seeking motivation, we need to be very careful. And I'm trying to be very careful in what I say right now because I don't want to like point fingers at anybody. But there's just a fine line between motivation and shame. I think, when it comes to who we listen to and who we follow. That's so insightful, Lydia. Thank you for saying that. I think that is a very tangible piece that I think a lot of people can grasp onto and pay attention to. It might be a little bit motivating. It might put fire under us, but is it the right kind? And is it actually propelling us towards our goals or things that others are telling us we should be doing? How is it impacting us emotionally and relationally? Yeah, that there is permission. I I love, I still remember, and this is way back in the archives, our interview with Allison Baggerly, describing it like a road trip where sometimes you pull off to the side of the road and you fill up your gas tank or you explore the terrain. Or I think that that illustration really does help and to find permission inside of ourselves and listen to voices that also affirm permission that this doesn't have to happen now immediately, ASAP. Yeah. And you can still put a focus on it. It can still be your primary focus, but you don't have to kill yourself or your psyche in the process of trying to accomplish it. I think the power of having just one thing, I mean, I'm, I, I love the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. So I always say like, focus on one thing at a time, but I think it's more sustainable too, because then you can take your foot off the gas sometimes. And because you know where you're going back, because you know which goal you're going back to and which step is next on the goal, it doesn't take as much time to regain momentum. And it's a more sustainable 
form of motivation for sure. Exactly. Do you know what else is sustainable and motivating? Oh my gosh, I do. It's my favorite road trip stop. The Bill bill of the the Week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Lydia, every week we invite our listeners or our guests to share with us their favorite recent bill. And I know you have a juicy one for us. Yes, mine does not make me look like the most responsible or on top of it person. <laughs> our, our garbage bill is paid quarterly and I can never seem to remember whether or not we've paid it. Like every single time I have to go in and look at our bank account and they also will just send out past due notices. Like they send you a bill and then a week later you get a past due notice. And so they're all the time having clerical issues and you have to call and get it corrected. Well, we had a storm blow through and we needed some debris picked up by the garbage collection. And you have to call and make an appointment if they're going to pick up bulky trash. So I called and they called me back and they said, Miss Sin, we would love to get you on the books, but you have not paid your bill in two quarters. I had not paid my garbage bill in six months. They were picking up my garbage every week. I do not know what happened. I do not know what happened. And I, oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. And she's like, don't worry, Miss Sin. We know you're a good customer. You've always paid your bill. It's fine. You're not the only person who did this, but we're going to need you to take care of it right away. <laughs> there is like a $50 fee for both, both bills that you missed, but it's okay. And so like $200 later, <laughs> I finally get my garbage bill paid. And so now I have like a Google alert that alerts me the day before the bill actually comes to pay my garbage bill. Oh my gosh. Because they won't let you pay it all you at can't once. Automate you can't automate it. Yeah. Uh. It's, it's, yes, it's horrible. And out of principle, like I will not pay it through their system that charges you a whole three extra dollars, which now I'm like, you could have paid the $3 and saved yourself so much in fees, you big dumb girl. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's my story. I know. Well, I don't think that you're dumb. So I appreciate the transparency. I might not pay it online for a $3 fee if if we're being honest. But it's $12 a year total. Like I could for the fee. I could have saved myself $100 in late fees. Like I just, I still looking back on it, can't believe I did that. The biggest thing is I can't believe there are still places that will not allow you to auto pay. Like I have to, we just refinanced our mortgage and I have to request to be able to automatically transfer at the same bank from the checking to the mortgage. Like I can't just set that up online. I got to send an email and then I got to check back in internal emails and see if they responded and I was like, why is this hard? Why won't you just take my money? 
I know. Well, and see where we live, my excuse is like, oh, it's such a small area and it's very rural and they probably don't have the infrastructure. But yeah, if I can pay my other bills just by like texting in a code, (laughs) you should be able to, you know, come on. Oh, I appreciate that vulnerable bill. Just the the bill that didn't <laughs> get paid. That's that's a new one for us. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, if you're listening and you've got a bill that you forgot about, a bill that cost you more bills, uh, or any other kind of bill, bills leave, on bills on bills, <laughs> stacks on stacks. <laughs> leave us your bill at frugalfriendspodcast.com/slash/bill. We'll listen to it. We'll comment on it. We'll share it. All the things. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. We'll share in your, your sadness or support, whatever you need. I wish that I had a more inspiring, uplifting story, but the <laughs> reason I chose that was to tell people, like, you can still be with it and on a budget and saving money and living your best debt-free life and still make mistakes and it's okay. Yes. Mm. Amen. But I yes. do still feel like an idiot sometimes when I think about it. Like, I laugh. Like, I kept that past due notice that I swore I had already paid. I kept it on the refrigerator. It's still there. Just as a little reminder, don't get cocky. <laughs> oh my gosh. It happens to the best of us. I think I shared this on the podcast a while ago, but when I was laid off from my job, I had to transfer my 401k to an IRA. And I was a month, it was a month before I gave birth. And so I set up the rollover to my IRA. I got all that taken care of. And then I gave birth and I forgot about it. And then I checked back a year later and I forgot to invest the rollover into index funds. And it just sat there in the brokerage account for a year. And I tell people to do that. And multiple articles I've written as a finance writer, I have told people to, to do that and to check. And there I, there I sat in front of my Vanguard account, looking at my 
$19,000 just sitting there, (laughs) growing at 1%. You know, I did that when I opened my Roth IRA. I thought you just open it. Yay. I didn't know. I didn't know initially that you had to invest the money. I thought that was, it was all one thing. And I think I was, I was on TikTok and someone (laughs) was doing a little TikTok video about why your IRA wasn't growing. And I'm like, oh, that's me. No, you need to do that. Yeah. I made a video about it on YouTube and somebody in the comments like, oh no, I did that. And I was like, I saved you girl. That was, that was my mission to help one more person. Why isn't Vanguard and other places helping people with that? Like, why aren't they calling them up and saying, hey. They send like 8,000 email alerts about everything else. They could send you a little reminder to invest your money. Here's a Christmas list this year. It's like, what? (laughs) I I don't need you Christmas shopping for me. I need you telling me what to do with my money. Yes. Anyhow, that brings us to... The lightning round. We just like to yell, Lydia. Yeah. That's okay. I'm used to it. I have four children. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) This is not a peaceful experience for you. (laughs) Oh, this is wonderful. First of all, this is wonderful. Second, there are no more peaceful experiences in this house. It's cool. It's fine. We're good. Oh, you, you're just like foreshadowing like everything that's about like going to be my life. Hopefully not with four children, but like eventually with more <laughs> children. And I just, I see myself in a few years and I'm like, well, cool. Looks Potty good. Training, I mean, it looks good. Loud. It looks good on you, Lydia. Yeah. I mean, thank you. Your skin you still sh- looks great, but. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, it's the $42 I spent on. <laughs> Rock retinol. Thank you. Money well spent, girl. I there mean, you go. we're not using the video, but I see you. I see you. Thank you. Anyways, lightning round. We're going to go through, we're each going to share one thing financial freedom has afforded us that may not have been possible or may not have been a blessing had we still been in debt. So, real life examples. And Lydia, as our guest, please, you can go first. Okay. Well, one thing I'm married to a giver and I have been able to, or I shouldn't say I have, but we have been able to allow him free reign when it comes to seeing a situation that he wants to give to and being able to give without worrying how we're going to cover our expenses. And that's just a blessing to watch someone else light up when they get get the opportunity to give. It's so cool to watch your, like the person you love most, like be happy or like be fulfilled. Like that's cool. Yeah. We just did an episode recently on intentional generosity and that this is something that financial freedom affords is then to be able to look outward beyond ourselves and our circumstances because we've created freedom in our own lives. Doesn't mean that we're all super wealthy just that we're not weighed down and bogged down by some of these responsibilities, <laughs> these financial burdens that feels like a ton of bricks on us. And yeah, what that allows us to do and, and give to others. That's amazing, Lydia. Good for you and your husband. That's awesome. Well, thank you. He's he's the better person. <laughs> I feel that way too. I, I like will even say it to my husband. Like, You're just better than me. <laughs> 
I don't know. What does that say about me? Because Jill, you are a much better person than I am. <laughs> so <laughs> where do we rank? Where do well, we all yeah. rank? <laughs> so, okay. Well, anyways, mine also has to do with my husband, Travis. So in 2020, he he's an aircraft mechanic. So obviously in 2020, the airlines were hit really hard. Fortunately for us, he works at Allegiant, which is domestic. So he, I mean, they didn't lose any international revenue because that's not what their business is built on. So nobody lost their jobs, but everyone was given the option to take voluntary time off at half pay. And so Travis was able to take three months at half pay in 2020 and we didn't even have to think about it because all of our expenses are covered by my income. I mean, my self-employed, like variable income. So that was just, that was a huge blessing. Like it was voluntary, obviously. And so not everybody had that luxury, but I mean, we have a toddler and Travis loves spending time with him. And so he got to spend extra time with him in this like really special time. And it was a big blessing, one that we would not have been able to afford if we still had debt payments. It's so That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. What that pivots for you guys that most people would see that as just an awful thing that happened in 2020. But for you all, because of the financial freedom, it, it's a blessing. It afforded more family time. It's so amazing. Nobody really took the voluntary time off. I mean, it was some guys that are kind of close to retirement and have high salaries, they took the time off, but he was the only one like at his level that did it. Yeah, I remember him describing how people were just looking at him funny. Like, what? what is your situation that you're choosing to do this? What is happening? Yeah, it's unusual, right? To be able to realize debt doesn't have to be the reality. For me, a recent example of what financial, well, financial freedom, I'm not incredibly, right, I'm not retired, but being debt-free has afforded me is, one, certainly buying our house. What do we buy it? August. <laughs> in 2020, we bought a house. But so many people have been wanting to come visit us in Florida, and it has allowed us to host a lot of people. Even in the last month, we've had someone here every single day. We just came off of a week of hosting four people in our home. And that would have really been very overwhelming to me if I was still paying off debt, just financially. And I, I like to provide for people, you know, but I'm thinking, what is the electric and water bill going to be? And, what, you know, all this food and we've got a propane fire pit and just all these things that we want to give to people that I don't need to be stressed about because we are not in debt anymore and we're able to set that money aside to host people. So that has been so enjoyable to give to people in that way. A little resort experience in St. Pete. Yeah. I mean, your place is like a resort. I love going over there. I love having you. <laughs> Come on down too, Lydia. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm not that, that far away from you. So that's true. Yeah. Quick little road trip. Yeah. Drive down. We're here. She has a guest room. I have an office. So. <laughs> Jill is the more generous one of us. She's talking about housing people and hosting them. And I'm just like shrinking back. Oh. 
We we hosted people when they gave us money. We did Airbnb for several years, but now we have a child and can't keep the house clean anymore. But if you if you give me money, I'll host you. I'll be a great host. <laughs> but the money. If you pay me, money talks. Lydia, thanks so much for coming on and hanging out with us. I feel like you are a kindred frugal friend, a kindred spirit. And where can people find more of you if they are feeling the same? Well, thank you for having me. This has been fun. Y'all are amazing. I am on YouTube. I'm Lydia Sin over there. And then I have a blog, frugaldebtfreelife.com. And then I'm on Instagram, Lydia Sin. So any of those places. <laughs> if you want real, honest, to goodness life, like debt-free life, that's Lydia. Mm-hmm. Like, Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're real. You're authentic. And I love it. I love that. Yeah. People connect with real transparent stories. I'm not secure enough to be on video that much. So <laughs> I love watching <laughs> your stories. Oh, thank you. First of all, you're gorgeous, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is my dream goals. I goals. I mean, but you do have flawless skin. So like you're covered. I don't know what has happened to me, but I have lost all sense of shame and really probably dignity. (laughs) It's gone that far. I think if you change enough diapers, I think you lose dignity. I I have changed so many diapers in public and people look at me weird and and I'm like, like, get behind me, Satan. Like, I, I do, I'm doing me. And so I think it's slowly after where you're at, I'm probably sure that has something to do with it. Because I'm starting, I'm starting to lose it. My mom today had to have a talk to me about, she was like, Lydia, I think it's great how honest you are, but a filter isn't always a bad thing, <laughs> particularly in something as public as YouTube. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> That's amazing. That's oh, the Southern uh, for you, right? Yeah. We, <laughs> well, it's not always appropriate to tell people everything you're thinking. <laughs> I remember I got that lesson from the pastor's wife. <laughs> oh, bless oh, it. Mom. Oh. <laughs> oh, moms. I hope that you guys loved that interview as much as we did. I really feel like Lydia could be our third frugal friend. I really think so too. Do you think do you think she would do that? Can we invite her? She could come on every week for free and just hang out with us so we could pay her in laughs. Yes. I think they say laughter is medicine. So I think we'd essentially be providing her with like some health insurance. We could charge her. <laughs> Actually is what you're saying. we're giving her medicine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't listen to that, CDC. Don't don't flag it. And I'm sure she she would not give up what she's doing now for that kind of payment. Mm, I guess not. Maybe an exposure. (laughs) (laughs) What we're really saying is we enjoyed it. (laughs) So glad you all did too. Yes, and we hope that you enjoyed it too. And thank you for listening. We hope that you keep listening long after January. I know that you are on fire this month with your financial goals, and I hope that we can help you maintain that momentum long after January is done. And so if you learned something, if you enjoyed it, if it's helped you on your journey, 
we would love for you to leave a kind review. We love your reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, kind of like this one, which maybe is my second favorite review ever behind the one that said we are the Taco Bell of podcasts. (laughs) That's true. But this one's called Men Listen To. It's from Transman01, and uh, it just happens to be five stars. He says, started listening to this podcast about a month ago. Great informational topics with some fun. Keep up the awesome podcast. You too. Amazing. It's a good reminder that men listen too. Yeah, one 1% of our listening audience. It's not just females over here. (laughs) You represent the 1%. Love to hear from you. Oh, but I mean, I... I think we're great, so it's nice to hear that other people do, too. (laughs) It's nice to hear that he's the third man that listens to the podcast behind Eric and Travis. It's also trans man. Eric, Travis, and trans man. Yes. (laughs) We've We've got a few others. We've got maybe like five male listeners. If you are a dude and you listen to the show, I want you to raise your hand in the reviews. Hey, yeah, come out of the woodworks. Don't be shy. Yes. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we're adding you to our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get each month, we give away one copy of the Frugal Friends Workbook. So many resources for you all in the new year. Frugal Friends Workbook is one of them, and you can mm-hmm. win it by tagging us and leaving a review. Yeah, so keep leaving us those reviews on iTunes or Stitcher and sending the screenshot to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to tag us on social at Frugal Friends Podcast. See you next week. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. What were you going to ask? Mid-January, you started to say... Did you have a mid-January question for everybody? Oh, you know what? I read that by January 12th, most people have given up on their New Year's resolutions. Um, And so this goes live January 15th. And I just want to know where people are at. Mm. I don't know. I've given up on New Year's. (laughs) You know what? I didn't even make it to the 12th. I'll tell you what. I didn't even make it to the 12th. (laughs) I mean, it's 2021 and I'm just glad to have stepped into that. That's been it. So accomplished. (laughs) Blessings. Some pants today. And I'm just like, pants. Yeah. That's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. I got a good bun today. Like, normally, this is not round. Um, but mm. I put some bobby pins in it to make it presentable. Oh, oh that's next level. For when you got to pull out the bobby pins. I put on some lipstick today. It's worn off by now because of the coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happened earlier. Well, you know what? So we're crushing it. Clearly, we are crushing it. In mean, January, I feel like the bar needs to be a little bit like. <laughs> Yes. Lowered for yeah. resolutions. Uh-huh. Lipstick. Because if I see bun. one like lose your quarantine fifteen, 
<laughs> in the new year, new year, new you lose your quarantine 15. I'm, I'm going to actually explode. Like my body will explode. <laughs> Maybe I'm, you need to insert your other, uh, suggestion of like who, what voices you're listening to. There you go. Yeah, I'm still Not trying to lose me. my 29, 15, like, 2019, 15. So I'm not worried about me. I'm, I'm secure in my extra stretchy stretch pants, but I'm worried like the voices for other people. Like you don't need to, you don't need that. You don't need to listen to that. No. Yeah. I mean, whatever you want, but that you don't need that pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why they make stretchy pants. Like, and they're so much more comfortable than jeans. Like, let's mm-hmm. be honest. I've been telling. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a counselor in my day job and I cannot tell you how many times I keep repeating this phrase. Safety and stability is a fine aim. And and for some, I've even needed to say this is the excellent aim because it doesn't sound like good enough. <laughs> like, no, just stability, just aim there you don't have to be thriving right now this does not have to be your best life now mm. just what can you do to ease the bumps and the turmoil that's good yes maybe your year starts in june or august i don't know just, <laughs> just like sleep until then. just get by just what's what's that meme about i'm gonna need a trial period before i subscribe to 2021 ah <laughs> That's how I feel. Like we'll, yes. we're gonna start it. We're gonna start it in February, middle um, of February. See how it goes. I don't know. We might need a ninety-day trial because twenty twenty started out good for the first sixty. Mm-hmm. So we need an extended trial period before we do anything else. I like that idea. Okay, extended trial period done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.